Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, My Soul Waiteth for the Lord. It shall be focused on the study of Psalms chapter 130. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as David is teaching us, if thou shalt mark iniquity, iniquities, who shall be able to stand? But there is forgiveness with thee that thou may be feared. So Father, we love thee and we fear thee because of thy forgiveness through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And we serve thee, Lord, because thou hast first loved, we love thee because thou hast first loved us. Pray, Father, may the love of the Holy Spirit be shed abroad in our hearts until we die to the world and we live in Christ and we forsake all the things of the world. We thank Thee for all these things. In the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Psalms chapter 130. Psalm 130, a song of degrees. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Desperations. This was preached in 1963 on, on September the 1st in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 116 up to paragraph 157. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Thy and Barnabas thought Jesus was going to pass him by, sitting out there at the gate, blind, beggar, for alms. The first thing you know, he heard a noise. Jesus is passing by. He said, who passes by? Somebody shoved him down. He said, please, somebody, who's passing by? One of them, maybe a kind little disciple woman, said to him, said, Sir, don't you know who that is passing by? No, I hear some of them say there's a whole graveyard full of dead people up here. If you raise the dead, go raise them. Is it a blasphemer or somebody? No. Have you ever heard of that prophet of Galilee, that young prophet called Jesus of Nazareth? No. Well, you know, in the Bible it says in our scrolls that the son of David will be raised up to sell That's him. Is that him? Is that him? And he's passing by. Desperation drove him to scream, Oh, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on others are calling, do not pass me by. Oh, Jesus, some of them said, Shut up. You make too much noise. But he was desperate. If he got by, he might never have another opportunity. We might not either. 
This might be the last night. Desperation, he screamed out. Oh, Jesus. No matter who told him to stop, he cried just the same. That much more louder. When they told him to shut up, it made him get louder. He was desperate. Nobody could stop him. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And he screamed in desperation. And the son of God, with the sins of the world upon his shoulders, going to Jerusalem to be offered up right then for a sacrifice for the world, stopped in his tracks. Desperation. A despairing cry stopped the Son of God. He said, what would you have me do for him? Oh, he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He said, go your way, your faith saves you. That was enough. Desperation. When desperation is to receive something, the faintest little touch, faith grabs it. Okay? He didn't say, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on just a minute, let me see if I can see now. I've never been seeing my hands for many years, let's see if I can see it. I don't see nothing yet. When Jesus said, thy faith has saved thee, that was enough. Amen. That's all he wanted. Desperation calls for a subject. And when the subject, no matter how faint it is, it's received, it's believed right there. Because faith catches when desperation is pushing it. See? Love in there mixes with it and brings it to it. Desperation does. Blind Barnabas caught the vision quickly. Peter is all steamed up one night on the sea when he got in desperation and he began to cry out, there's something wrong. I see a spirit come walking to me. The ship was about to go down. He said, if it be you, Lord, bid me come to you on the water. And he stepped down out of the ship and started and he got scared when he got started. And he started to sink in desperation. Though a mistake in trying to follow the commandments of God. And I hope the church gets that. The man was doing what God told him to do. Now you Christians tonight. You're in the line of duty. Trying to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And a cancer grabs you. Or a, a death grabs you. The cancer, too much, or whatever it is. In the line of duty, you have the same right that Peter had. Lord, save me or I'll perish. In desperation, he called out and a hand reached and picked him up. Amen. Hallelujah. You have the same name. But he screamed out, Save me, Lord. Amen. He heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me and I safe am I. That's it. When you cry out, maybe this woman, mother, whatever it was to her little son or grandson or nephew, whatever it was, cried out in despair. God heard. Then we find out that in the sinking, God heard him. In the line of duty, he started to sink. He failed. No matter if you fail, that don't have nothing to do with it. We all fail. We're failure to begin with. But we got somebody standing down with a strong hand who can reach us and take us above the water. If you made a mistake, some woman made a mistake, some man made a mistake, some boy, girl made a mistake, don't sink. Scream out. In despair, Lord, save me or I'll perish. Get desperate about it. God will hear you. He always hears a desperate soul. That's what I'm trying to tell you about. Hallelujah. Our dear Lord, Jesus Himself, 
in the world's greatest battleground, Gethsemane. He cried out in despair. Should he take the sins of the world? Or should he just remain on earth with his beloved disciples, what he wanted to do? But what's his humility as he humbled himself? Not my will, but thine be done. Humble himself to the word, the promised word of the God of heaven. Notice, then he went a little further. And if he went a little further, how much more ought we to go a little further? And notice, the scripture says here in Luke that he prayed earnestly. Brother, sister, if Jesus had to pray earnestly, how much more have we got to pray earnestly? If Christ, the God of heaven, made flesh, had to pray earnestly, then how much more are we, sinners saved by grace, pray earnestly? If, if the decision throw the Son of God into despair, what will it do to you and I? Desperately, we must cry. God in these last days has manifested Himself so to us by His great signs and power should make us desperate. That's right. And is willing to heal us and save us or to throw us all into desperation to get to that healing stone. That's right. Look, if Florence Nightingale, the great granddaughter of the late Florence Nightingale that founded the Red Cross, you see her picture in her book. Weighed about 30 pounds. Cancer eat her up in London, England. They brought her from Africa. London, England. And there, in despair, Brother Bosworth wrote back to her and said, We can't come to Africa. She stroked back, had a nurse to write and said, I can't be moved. I can't do it. Showed the picture. You've seen the picture. Only we had to put a little piece over it. It just had a small cord around. I thought maybe somebody putting a book might criticize because she was, her body was so exposed there. And we put a little thing across her here. She just had a, a little a rag a towel laying across, across her hips. But up above there was nothing. And even, but we thought we put a little piece of paper there and photographed the photograph back to keep people who's not got right kind of a position in their mind of thinking that they wouldn't criticize me putting that picture in the paper. And then when the doctor said that she can't be moved and she knowed I was going to visit England, she had them to put her on a stretcher and pack her to a plane and bring her to London, England and send a guard out to the plane before going down to Buckingham Palace, send a guard out there to come pray for her. And she was so far gone until she couldn't even speak to me. They had to raise her hands to put it in mind. You know how London is? Some of these soldiers been there. It's always so foggy. And I knelt down there by the side of a window. And she, the tears had run off. She wanted to... I don't know how she even got enough moisture to let tears come. It's just only bone, skin over and her, her legs up here at the hips wasn't over about, looked to me like about two inches across or three inches. Her veins was collapsed. How she's living, I don't know. You see her picture later. I knelt down by the side of the bed. Now, she was desperate. Whether I could come or not, they're going to bring her anyhow. And I got down there. My heart was a bleeding within me. 
of the faith of that poor little dying creature. And I prayed with all the heart that I had. And while I started to pray, a little turtle dove come through on the window. Begin to walk up and down, cooing. I thought it was a pet. I hadn't been in England about an hour, just coming from the airport down there. And I thought it was a pet. And when I raised up and said, Amen, it flew away. And I started to ask the brethren, did they hear that dove? And they were talking about it. And when I started to say, did you see what that dove mean? It come out, thus saith the Lord. You'll live and not die. She's living today. Why? Desperation. Desperation drove the woman to take a stand. Live or die. Desperation. A race that she got there at the same time I did. And a token from God, he sent a dove to give thus. Desperate. When Sister Hattie Waldorf of Phoenix, Arizona, she's coming up the sidewalk in my first meeting. The intern and her husband's bring her cancer of the heart. She had made her stand to try to get there to the meeting. But she was so bad she was couldn't breathe no more. The blood is dropping back to her heart. Well, the cancer would eat into her heart. Now, cancer of the heart. That's about 18, 19 years ago. Maybe 20. 1947 is when it was. Now, she said to her husband and the intern, If though I die in this line, take me up there. Desperation. She lost conscience. I don't think she was dead. She claimed she was. Now, she might have been. She may hear this tape this evening. Now, I, 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 she, she claimed she was dead. I don't know. They told me she's a dead woman coming up the line. And when the woman come by, she was lifeless. And when they brought her up there, the word of the Lord came. And I went and laid hands upon her, and she rose up and went home walking. Amen. This has been about, I'd say, safely 18 years ago. And she's just as healthy and hearty. She'll be in Tucson to meet me when I get out there. Amen. Desperation. Though I die in the road, still we get me down there. Amen. He healed others. He'll heal me. Willing. Let our hearts be filled with love in this day. And be earnest in a desperation. After a while, it may be too late. Jairus one time had a little daughter that was dying. He was a borderline believer. He believed Jesus, but he's afraid to confess it because they put him out of the synagogue. But the doctor come one morning and says, she's dying now. Desperation set in. He couldn't afford as his position to be caught with Jesus of Nazareth because he'd lose his position as a priest. But I'll tell you, when an emergency come and throw him to desperation... I can see him hunting for his little preacher's coat and hat and slipped it on. Here he comes down through the crowd pressing around where there's a woman just touched his garment and so forth. And there's a whole shout, but he went in and said, Master, my little girl's laying at the point of death. Master, Master, my little girl's laying at the point of death. If you just come lay your hands on her, she'll live. Oh my. Desperation makes you say things sometimes. Makes you do things. It puts you to action. His daughter was saved by the desperation. Let's be desperate like that little woman with the blood issue. The Bible said she'd spent all of her money with the physicians and yet they couldn't help her. She started time of menopause to flooding and a blood issue. 
and they wouldn't stop. They'd maybe sold the farm, the mules, the horses, and whatever it was, and nothing could help her. And their priest had told her never to go around such as that. But one morning she looked down, she lived up on the bank up there where her farm was, and she seen a great bunch of people gathering around a man down there, and they said, what is that? She said, that's Jesus of Nazareth. Desperation set in. She said, I'm kind of insignificant. I, I, but if I can only touch the border of his garment, I'll be made well. Hallelujah. And she passed by every critic and everything else. But then she got to the spot. She touched his garment in desperation. And when he did, he turned and said, who touched me? And they all denied it. But he looked around. He was possessed with a great gift of God. He was God. And he found the little woman and told her her blessed issue had stopped. Desperation drove her to do that. It was desperation that drove the queen of the south. She heard that the gift of God was working through Solomon. Desperation drove her to that. Desperate. That's human beings. Like you. Like me. They wasn't any different from you and I. They had five senses to eat and drink and so forth like we do. Live and die. They were human beings. It drove her into such desperation until she took part of her kingdom. It drove her to a place that she didn't think about that Ishmaelites would rob her on the desert. Her 90 days on the back of a camel across the Sahara Desert. Desperation, she's going anyhow. And when she got there, there was nothing help from Solomon but what he told her, the things that she wanted to know. Desperation, Jesus said she'll rise in the day of the judgment with this generation condemning. Because they're greater than Solomon this year. Desperation. In closing, I might say this. Not long ago down in Mexico, I seen something desperate. I just got to the platform there in a big arena. And people have been in there since 9 o'clock that morning. It's nearly 10 o'clock that night. No blind man the night before, totally blind for about 30 years, received his sight. He's going around the city that day testifying. An old rick of clothes laying for maybe 30, 40 yards that high. This old shawls is maybe 40, 50,000 people there. And old hats and shawls, who they belong to, I guess they have to decide that among them. They're pouring down rain. And they let me down a rope over a wall. And I got on the platform. The, minister, the man that sat here that brought his, him and his daughter come down from Michigan a few minutes ago. Talked about Brother Ament. We remember him here. He's on the streets of glory tonight. Brother Ament was there and took his overcoat off and stood in the rain and gave it to Brother Jack Moore to put on because Jack was shivering. The southerners about to freeze. In that cold rain there in Mexico. And there he was standing there. And really, Paul come to me, my son, and said, Daddy, you'll have to do something. There's a little Mexican woman down there with a dead baby that died this morning. I ain't got enough ushers to hold her out of the line. If laying hands on that blind man, give him his sight. Laying hands on her dead baby, but give it his sight. She was a Catholic. And she, they couldn't hold her back. And Brother Espinosa Slamma told her that we have no more prayer cards. You'll have to wait till another night. She said, my baby's dead. It's been dead since this morning. I must get in there. And she was coming prayer card or not. And they lined up about 300 ushers there. And she'd go right under their legs and jump up on top of her back. She'd run with this dead baby and fall down among them. It make a difference to her. She's trying to get there. She was desperate. God had spoke to her heart that God could give sight, could give life. Oh, my. 
she was desperate. Something was burning in her. Oh, sick people, you let that burn in you for a few minutes. Watch what happens. That kind of a desperation. The God that could heal this little boy the other night could heal that day with cancer. Heal this man this Mr. night get all the tens of thousands. He that undisputable evidence. Raising the dead and healing the sick and everything else. If he's God can do that, he's God yesterday, he's God today. Get desperate. Then you'll get something done. Then in that desperation, she kept rushing. I said to Brother Jack Moore, I said, she don't know me. She's never seen me. She don't know who it is up here on the platform. That little Catholic woman that couldn't speak a word of English. Then how does she know who it is? I said, go on down and pray for the baby and that'll satisfy her and she'll go on. Said, and they won't call. It's just constant roar down there. She'd jump up and everybody be screaming. She'd run all the top of her shoulders and fall right down among them. She'd gain a few feet and then they'd try to put her back out. And here she'd come out between her legs, holding this baby, upsetting the and everything else. They make it in there. She's getting up there. She had to get there. It don't make any difference what it was. She was going to get there. Had to minister. Now, isn't that just a story like the Shumanite woman? Only that wasn't 3,500 years ago. That was about three years ago or four. They can be the same thing tonight. When the same desperation rises, I'll throw love and faith up there to the battlefront to claim what you want. Because it's a promise of God that you can have it. That's exactly right. I turned. Me, the minister, uh, the evangelist at the place. I turned. I felt sorry for the woman, but there's no desperation. See? I turned and thought, well, your brother Jack will pray for her. That, that settles it. I turned. I said, as I was speaking, now faith. I looked out there and there was a vision. I seen a little baby, a little black-faced Mexican baby with no teeth. It was laughing at me. Sitting out there, I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Her desperation drove the Holy Spirit to change my subject, change my life. Show me her baby sitting there. That sent the Spirit back. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Bring me the baby. Here she comes with a little wet, soaking, blue and white blanket, a little dead form about that long. She fell with a crucifix in her hand or a rosary to say these Hail Marys. I told her, put it up. That's not necessary. And she come up close to where I was and she's been her Padre, which means father. I said, don't say that. Don't say that. Do you believe? And he said it in Spanish to her. Did she believe? Yes, she believed. He asked her, how would she be? She said, if God can give that old man his sight, he can give my baby the life. Amen! Desperation drove her to it. Not a thing on my part. I just saw the vision. I said, Lord Jesus, I saw a vision of a little baby. It might be this one. About that time, he kicked his feet. Went whack, whack, whack. I said, follow her to the doctor. Get a written statement from the doctor. That baby died. And the doctor wrote the statement. That baby's respiration, heart stopped this morning in my office at 9 o'clock. Died with double pneumonia. Oh, the baby's are living in Mexico tonight as far as I know. Why? The desperation set on a little mother's heart, crying for her child that had seen God do heal a man's blind eyes and know he could raise a dead baby. Desperation. When thou seekest me with all thy heart, then I'll hear you. See? The kingdom, the law and the prophets were until John. Since then the kingdom of heaven has been preached and man pressed into it. 
You don't just stand off and say, pick me up with a collar, Lord, push me in. You press into it. You get desperate. Between life and death. Wish I had time for another story. But I was thinking right now of a woman, girl, took a wrong road. And how she turned new pages and things. But I said, sister, she got up and said, I, I believe I'll be all right. I said, no, no. Stay there. And then first thing you know, she started praying a little bit. And directly she got louder and louder. After a while, she got desperate. So, oh, God, save me. Alcohol, synonymous, couldn't cure it. Nothing else could do it. But that big black eyes looked at me and the tears dropped over her cheeks. She said, something's happened. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Something happened. She got desperate. Let's be desperate about this. Between death and life. If you can't get desperate, don't come through here. If you are desperate, come here and watch. You, you'll get it as soon as you get here. Let us pray. Hallelujah. In desperation, watch for the kingdom of God. It'll come upon you. Our Heavenly Father, I pray thee in Jesus' name, be merciful unto us, Lord. Start in us a desperation. O oh Lord God, have mercy upon us, I pray. Let the people seek thee tonight with desperate hearts. We know you're here, Lord. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And now, may these people who has the token that they pass from death unto life, they've changed from the old worldly life to a new one. They have, the blood has been applied, and God give them a token sign. May they take that token in their hands, stand and sing. Say, I am a purchased product of God. I am in Christ and in Him is no sickness. I am in Christ and in Him is no sin. I am in Christ and in Him is no unbelief. I renounce everything that the devil has told me. I take my token that my he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace is upon him and with his stripes I was healed. And I now hold the token that God has recognized me, that per- purpose, perfect person, purchased by the blood of the Lord Jesus. And I hold the token of his death in my hands because he has raised again. And I am his and he's mine. I go with eternal faith that from this night on I believe God. And I'll be healed when I get there and meet the requirements because the last words that fell from his lips was this. If they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Uh, Granted, Lord, may a desperation set in for I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy provision and Thy love to us. We know, Father, many times we might lack the things of this world, but... You told us that godliness with contentment is great gain. So we thank Thee, Father, and are content to have life in the form of the Holy Spirit shed abroad in our hearts. For any who have not come to know You in the power of Your resurrection, while, Lord, it's still time to seek that oil for our lamps, may You visit them today. In the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. 
to make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.